0: what is up everybody welcome back to the john dawson perspective <clears throat> podcast with your co-host blue collar ben how you doing bro
1: doing great man here on memorial day weekend happy to be here i'm happy to be back in my own home in my own uh, studio dining room feels good
0: nice this is the first time in what two weeks now yeah a couple weeks been on the road bro gee you're like a traveling gypsy dude <clears throat> yes sometimes what are you doing this weekend? Are you doing anything fun? Everybody keeps asking me that, and I feel like I feel lame because I'm like not really. I'm just you know, kind of same old, same old. But what, what are you doing? You having fun? Doing something different? Barbecue? <clears throat>
1: uh, honestly, I don't have much planned. Just the usual stuff. There's a uh, you know, we cook out at my uncle's house. He lives out in the county. He's got a lot of land and all these motorcycles and stuff. But normally, what we would do, a bunch of my friends would go to the uh, the pool downtown. This is this huge pool, public pool, and uh, you know, just drink, shoot the shit, hang out, and have fun. But it's been summer in Maryland for the past two weeks, but this weekend of all weekends, it decided to be about fifty degrees outside right now.
0: That's weird to think that somewhere it's fifty right now. Like it's been raining here in Texas, but it's still been hot like the entire time.
1: Well, enjoy it because some people envy that.
0: Yeah, I know a lot of people. I know California. I was from California, and we never got rain ever. So,
1: so yeah, not a lot, not a whole lot playing this weekend. Obviously, you know the whole world is still in uh, COVID fallout mode. So, you know. yeah.
0: Are you guys you guys had your mask mandate lifted, though,
1: right? We did have our our <clears throat> indoor and outdoor mask mandate has been lifted by our Republican governor, Larry Hogan. Some say he's a rhino. He's He does OK. He understands that he has a mostly Democratic base that he has to be reelected by. So he toes that line a little bit. Um He's not like one of your hardcore conservatives by any means. But at, at any rate, he did lift the indoor and outdoor mask mandate. However, the Baltimore City mayor Mayor Brandon Scott, young guy, he's about my age, um, went to one of our competing high schools that I went to, uh, decided not to lift the indoor mask mandate in Baltimore City because of wokeness, I guess. I don't
0: know. <laughs> that's crazy. So he's your age?
1: Uh, I, think he, I think he might be a year, maybe two years older than me. But yeah, we were like close to the same graduating class.
0: That's, see, bro, that's when I realized I'm getting old. When I realize that there's people holding office, when, when there's people doing, making decisions for, for, for our nation, and they're my age. Like, I think I'm doing okay for myself, and then I'm like, that man just made a decision for all the people in the city.
1: He's running running a city. And, he's you know, what, where did I go wrong? I don't know, you know? Right? But, uh, like,
0: I'm sorry, Mom. <laughs> what makes me feel
1: that way is watching football nowadays, or, or like hearing about the draft. Like, you've heard of Lamar Jackson, the uh, yeah. MVP quarterback. He's, like, 20, 22, 23 years old. Uh. Like, bro, I'm way too old for NFL football. That's That ship set sail.
0: You know what's crazy, though? When I was doing the combine and going for NFL teams, I was 24. And even then, it was a big topic, big topic. Like, you're coming into the NFL at 24. And it was like a red flag. So I was like, I'm 20. And that's and that's actually gave me perspective on life, though, because I lived my, the first probably, like, I don't know half of my life was lived in like football years right so like when you're growing up as a high schooler in football college in football you're thinking like you've got to like 21 22 to make something of yourself so like my whole life was like accelerated because i'm like i gotta be there by 22 and then you hit 22 and you're like oh there's there's things you do after 22 like it's it's a weird it's a weird switch because I really felt old all the time at like 22. Like when I hit 22, I felt like I'd lost it. Felt like I was behind because I was hanging out with 18, 19, 20 year olds. Right. And then I got into the real world. I'm like, oh, people don't really do shit till they're like 30.
1: Yeah, it's very reassuring, honestly. Uh, it's like from zero to 18, that's kind of like your free trial. You know, you can screw up, you can do whatever you need to do, learn from it. But when you're when you hit like 23, 24, once you get out on your own, you get out from under your parents' roof that's when it's sink or swim and reality sets in that like you have really, you really do have the rest of your life ahead of you.
0: Yeah. And no one cares what you do anymore. Like I, I'm hitting that age where I like, uh, you used to think like, Oh, it's super cool. I did this. Like I started a business or I went out and I did whatever. And people are like, yeah, you're 29, bro. That's what you should be doing. Like you <laughs> yeah. should be out there. Like I used to do that stuff when I was like 15, 16, everybody thought I was so cool. Like, Oh, this guy's doing stuff. And now I'm like, check what I'm doing. They're like, yeah, you have bills. Like. In. Not as exciting anymore.
1: Things that used to be huge flexes are just <clears throat> absolutely, uh, you know, mundane and ordinary now. Yeah, you know? yeah, crazy.
0: So, um, did you see the video I made about uh, Governor Gavin? Governor Gavin Newsom.
1: No, I know he said something stupid though. What did he, he was,
0: say? He, he basically turned COVID COVID vaccines into the lottery.
1: Oh my God! What? Are, okay, please explain.
0: So basically, everyone who gets a vaccine is then entered to win cash prizes. That's literally what he said. And I was like, no, that's fake. Because someone else posted it. I'm like, this is one of those like not real tweets. So I was like, I'm going to go to his Twitter myself. And there was like four or five tweets down. And and let me see if I can open it up. It says uh, CA is launching a $116.5 million giveaway for vaccinated California."
1: It's like a grand prize or that's just like It's like, like a lottery
0: more? if you get the poke. And you might get your raffle ticket pulled. And he said so 15 million in cash prizes for 10 winners selected 615, 50,000 for winners selected on 64 and 611. Are you already vaccinated? Then you're already entered. Get vaccinated within the next 2 months and you can also get a $50 gift card. Like <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we, we, we oh. can only say
1: so much about it on 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 these lives. But I mean, it, isn't it kind of alarming that there are so many people like it's not just us. We're not crazy conspiracy theorists. It's like more than half the nation at this point is like, no, I don't I'm not getting this thing. And the fact that this, <clears throat> if somebody offered you millions of dollars to do something, wouldn't you be kind of sus? That's kind of like kind of like the selling your soul to the devil analogy. Like, what's it what's it going to make it worth it to you?
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what I was thinking about it too. I was like, for the people that were like down with it, wouldn't you be like, okay, now they're trying to do, like now they're trying to hood me. They're trying to pull a, like pull a fast one because when you start giving away, like, I, like you said, man, when, when, yeah, there's so many people out there that are just like, no, no, like, <laughs> Well, I mean, I can't I, believe we're talking about this.
1: I know what my opinion is of it, and it's not a, it's not the most popular opinion, but it is, uh, you know, on the tier of all the opinions that are out there. You know, my opinions are not, you know, I'm not alone in my opinion, but I would like to hear what, like, the moderate people who just aren't getting it say about it. Like, I know uh, the black community uh, largely is not getting the vaccine. I I, I I would like to know why. Wait, Really? That's what I heard. And and Baltimore, well, so the reason that Brandon Scott, the Baltimore city mayor, hasn't lifted, sorry, the indoor mask mandate is because we haven't reached 65 percent of the population being vaccinated. And right now, I think it's at like 49, 50 percent, something like that. And he said he's not going to lift it until we hit 65 percent.
0: So, okay, so he's just doing what everybody else wants him to do is incentivizing the vaccine. I, yeah i mean just if like you they want said, freedom was, get the vaccine
1: exactly the, the old cnn are you car-
0: dipping tea are you are you tea bagging right now dude I'm, I'm sitting here looking like this dude's got a finger wrapped around a string just sitting there
1: just i, te- I wasn't sure whether to do that on camera or off camera <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was like watching i was like what are you doing oh that's. No,
1: I've, so- I've cut by my cut back my drinking lately and right now i'm drinking tea yes i am drinking tea
0: that's a mor- <laughs> From
1: Memorial Day weekend pro America podcast.
0: Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's funny. I, I tea is actually insane. I'll, I'll get off topic if I talk about tea, but um, Super yeah, dope. man, I I forgot what I was. I forgot what you were saying. I, uh, I the uh, the, the
1: reward giving back your freedom for getting the vaccine.
0: Yeah, it's too obvious now. You know what I mean? When people like, I feel like, and I think we talked about this a while ago. I think they just were too heavy-handed, right? When you push for something too hard, then people question. Like, if it wasn't such a big, if if the if whoever didn't make it such a big deal, people wouldn't be so skeptical. But like the push for that, like prizes, I, Ohio's doing it too. They're giving away cash prize, like. And that, that you, you gotta
1: understand that's taxpayer money. That's, that's what your i your mean. money,
0: and, and we're defunding our veterans, right? Because we don't have enough money. We're, oh.
1: I did see your video. I commented on it. I forget there's something to the effect of uh they were giving out money and Gavin Newsom was giving out money, and I commented on your video saying right now they're spending billions and billions of federal dollars to bail out all these states. And my comment was those are your literally you John Dawson's tax dollars tax dollars giving being given away to Californians to incentivize
0: vaccines. Oh man, piss somebody off in one sentence. There you go. Yeah. Um I, man, so people people are funny to me nowadays. I, I don't understand like the thought process. Like before two thousand nineteen and prior, for the most part, I could just I could understand where people are coming from, right? Like I could just I could get it. But now there's these people, and, and the thing is, it's actually a selected few that are like like vaccine poster childs, like just advocating for it, dancing in and, and TikToks for it telling everybody why it's a great thing and anybody who disagrees with it lies. And I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like this thing hasn't been like, like, so, so I use, I use an example. I have eczema, right. Which is like a skin disease where like any type of fabric, like can make me break out dust, make me break out if I don't like shower all the time. And if they came out with a vaccine for that tomorrow, and they skipped the required clinical trials, but they said it would help me 95%. I would still say like, it's not even about the virus. I would still say no. And then if they said well no you know you know it's it's fine it's safe i'll be like okay is it fda approved and they say no again i would even be i would double down on my no i'm not going to have it like i don't I, it has nothing to do with whatever the the vaccine's for it's just the fact that it's like when you skip steps people don't want to to use that product the same thing half of us won't even go to a restaurant that has three stars right Or only one review. Like we won't buy a product if it has one review and three stars. We're like, no, we're not doing it. Yet we want to inject our bodies with something that has zero track record. Like I don't get it. I mean, there's
1: absolutely a risk reward ratio, a risk reward, you know, uh, dynamic there. And the thing is, I I fully get that. Like people want the vaccine; they want to be immune from this scary disease that they see all over the news. And you know, besides all the clinical testing, besides you know, what's in it for the average person? What I don't see is the risk. There's no incentive for me to get it because I don't see COVID-19 as a risk. Not not to me. If I get COVID-19 and I don't have a vaccine, I'm not going to have any regrets about getting about not getting the vaccine. I'll be sick for a few days. Maybe I'll even be really sick for a few days. But either way, it, it's, it's still not an incentive for me to get a vaccine. Hold That's right, you, broke
0: up, you broke up on me.
1: Did I? Can you hear me now? Yeah,
0: yeah I can hear you now. The point is somebody nope, nope, like me, yeah. I'm
1: not, I'm not afraid of COVID-19. That's why I'm not getting the, the vaccine. It, that has nothing to do with the, the trials or the clinical testing FDA approval. For me, it's just COVID-19 is not a risk to me. I'm not getting a vaccine for it.
0: Yeah. is that? I mean, and, and, and that's, I don't know why that can't be. I mean, I know why it can't be accepted, right? We can go down that path, but like I've, I've never understood how we can have something so obviously um, maintained, right. Especially in certain demographics, right. Like you can talk what you want with, with older people. I had a conversation like this the other day. I'm like, if you're 65, go get it. Like, go you, like you, the, the long term effects most likely won't affect you in any way because you're already 65 and you're at high risk of getting this 100% go get vaccinated. Because at that point in time, it just makes sense, right? Like you said, risk versus reward. But when you're 20, like, I mean, Joe Rogan said it, it's like at that point in time, the risk is getting it. That's more risky than actually contracting the virus.
1: Not, I mean, not to mention all the, all the VAERS data that's out right now. I mean, I think we mentioned this, but there were, there have been well over like four or 5,000 deaths at this point directly as a result from the vaccine during the, uh, what was it, the, the swine flu pandemic, that vaccine uh, campaign had 50 deaths and they stopped the campaign because that was too many deaths. So yeah, I remember it, that. It, it's, like, it's like trying to sell me a vaccine for Bengal tiger attacks. Like, I don't come <laughs> across Bengal tigers. I don't need a vaccine for it. Now, if you frequent areas like the Serengeti where there are Bengal tigers, are Bengal tigers Asian, where's the Serengeti? It doesn't matter. You know what I'm trying to say is that if if you have if you're at higher risk like old people are, then absolutely get the vaccine. But for me, no incentive, not getting it unless they unless the marines bust through my door and force it into me. That you
0: know. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't come to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I, I will. I, I'm curious to see how this plays out. I think it's. Um, oh man, I I, I think it might be end up being a good thing. I think it might open people's eyes to the true. You know push behind everything that's going on Um, but I don't know I don't know man I I just I'm I'm watching a lot of these people in general and the kind of segue here I've been watching a lot the way people think and I posted that video about you know conspiracies and whatnot and how I truly believe that the biggest conspiracy is someone thinking that the government has our best interest in mind has never lied to us And wants to protect human life when that same government is saying that we're overpopulated and emissions and all this other stuff like that does not make sense to me. It's like you're 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 trying to help the government lower emissions when they're saying that we're overpopulated. And then you're not in any way worried when they're forcing these things down our throats. And telling us it's for our best, like. It's like literally telling someone you're the virus I'm trying to get rid of, and then and then we go and trust them with our lives. Like what taking that stance,
1: it's it's honestly a stronger position to put full trust in it than it is to be a conspiracy theorist at this point. Yeah. Like I mean, we all saw that comedian, you don't believe in any conspiracy theories. You think the government (laughs) you think the government's just batting a thousand and telling you the truth every time? (laughs) That's a strong stance <laughs> to take. It's... But really, though, I mean, I, I posted a video like that on, um, on Instagram and, uh, you know, laid out all the Bill Gates stuff and all the population control, all, you know, this, that and the other. And, of course, you had people thinking I was a nut. And, and a lot of people do think I'm a nut. And that's totally fine. But I'm somebody who, who, you know, I consume this information regularly. I look into these things. I'm not just somebody that goes to work, comes home, puts on Gilmore Girls, and, and that's my day. Hey, I hey, my days hey, looking Hey, into this
0: hey, stuff. <laughs> hey, come out, bro! You ain't throwing the underhanded Gilmore Girls comment at me and just moving on.
1: Was that I your think, show? Was that the show
0: you picked? That is a great show. I don't a, think I've
1: ever seen a single episode,
0: bro. It is a classic, man. Gilmore Girls is a classic. That's all I'm gonna say. But
1: it is so I grew classic. up. I grew up without cable, so I watched like uh, a lot of like I don't know if these are local channels, but like UPN and Fox 45, like WB. Yeah. You ever heard of any of those?
0: I was well, I grew up without cable. I watched Gilmore Girls like uh like four years ago. But it was <laughs> uh yeah, it was NB I had we had NBC Channel Six and like yeah, like like we I think we had like CW every couple days. Yeah, yeah, the CW. Uh, yeah. That's right, yeah. CW with with what's the with the Bernie Mac show and uh the Bernie Mac show, that's right. Uh, married with Kids or whatever it was called. That was late yeah. night though.
1: Married with children with uh Mar- yeah, with I his the name. guy whose name is almost a serial killer's name—I can never think of his yeah, name. Yeah, I can't. remember his name. Al Bundy. Al Bundy. That's it.
0: Al Bundy. Man, I read Bundy. that show—good <laughs> show, but bad show also.
1: Yeah. So I grew up with like uh, the Simpsons. I used to watch the show called Seventh Heaven. You ever heard of that?
0: I've heard of it. I've watched. It was like a
1: super, super like perfect white family Christian show. I don't even know how we got into that because my parents—they weren't into that kind of thing. I don't know how me and my brother were always watching that. <laughs> Must so, have liked it.
0: Wait, I have a question. So did you ever watch the Twilight Zone?
1: The black and white ones? Yeah. Heck yeah. There's a mem- wait, that's Memorial Day weekend.
0: That's right now. What?
1: There should be a there should be a marathon going on right now. I think it's Memorial really? Day weekend.
0: Bro, is it really? I'm, just, man, I'm I'm sure you can I probably can just get them off of like Am- Dude, or- Some of those
1: episodes are classics, like so many horror movies and spin-offs.
0: Dude, like I whenever I watch them, I think one who wrote this, and how did they, how did they, like conceive this idea, right, of this, just infinite, unknown but known? Like I don't know. Whenever I watch that show, I'm like, man, like if people can come up with this, most definitely they're spinning yarns for us to believe.
1: Uh, the, the 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 weird thing about Twilight Zone is that it's uh, it's made in like what the 1950s, maybe early 60s, and that's why it's black and white, obviously, and like the production, like the first opening, uh, you know, the opening theme song. It's so, like, 1950s CIA propaganda-y looking. You know what I mean? It's like it's like Operation Mockingbird to the max. Like, yeah. well-dressed guy. He's real clean-cut. He looks like he's, like, government or whatever. And then it's always super bizarre out there, like, conspiracy theory-style stories. Hold something up. to be said about that. Cut out. So there's something to be said about that. Is that my internet or is that your internet?
0: I think it's mine, man. I don't know what's been going on on my internet lately. But you cut out for a second. You're talking about they're, they're wearing the suits and they look FBI, CIA. Yeah,
1: I, I would imagine there are a lot of conspiracy theories surrounding the whole premise of the Twilight Zone.
0: There's got to be. Have you heard? OK, so I know we're getting. Well, I guess we don't really have a topic. But OK, so what do you think about the uh, the Simpsons uh, foreshadowing? Because, bro, I've done some digging on this to try to just ease my mind and into the exact opposite.
1: So, uh, one thousand percent, I agree with you that it's it's totally mind blowing. Uh, the thing is, I grew up on the Simpsons. That was my show. Like everybody has like that one show. Yeah. Simpsons was my show. I've probably seen every single episode four or five times. I um, I could I could quote Homer Simpson for days. Um, and yeah, so everything I see, I don't really like have to look into it. I've seen most of the episodes people refer to. Um, the only one I've seen that wasn't real was when they showed the guy from the Capitol riots with the horns. They never predicted that. Know. That was totally made up. Somebody made that. I don't know where it came from.
0: Um, but
1: the whole Donald Trump thing and coming down the escalator, like it what? was like the exact same picture, bro.
0: It was the, it, dude, I know Look the camera, camera angle. It blew dude, blew my mind. Even even like the killer bee thing and then the 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 the, the Asian virus. people uh
1: sneezing into a box and then it comes to America and then there's a pandemic. Like dude.
0: Dude. <laughs> so you got no okay, cuz Someone's got to explain it because so
1: cause... Uh, the guy and the thing is he um, Matt Groning, who's the writer of that, he's got a lot of weird connections um, like in the beginning of the, like before every episode starts the opening, um, you know, they scan the baby Maggie Simpson on the, uh, the grocery store conveyor and it like it's like an NRA for life thing pops up and, and that's what it says on the on the price bar like the little yeah. electronic scanner it flashes real quick you can't see it but people slow it down and that has said different things over the years but this guy Matt Matt Groening he has a lot of different connections that I have yet to look into but uh he's absolutely like one of those kind of on the down low Hollywood elites for sure yeah. and uh that's, that's really interesting i I'm, i think i'm going to do an honest dig into the the producers and everything about the simpsons in the next couple of days
0: dude it it would be a good one cuz i've seen a couple people dig into it but like no one really, like, obviously, because everyone's trying to be politically correct, no one really wants to just get down and gritty and say their crazy thoughts. But I've, like you said, I, I've I've looked into kind of the people he's connected with and kind of the, I don't know, the vibe of his private life, obviously, as much as we know. And he does run in those circles, like, I mean, almost to the, like the Jeffrey Epstein type circles where it's like the people that are making the underground moves that are making the people up top, you know, Puppeteering or whatever, I, I, man. It, there, a,
1: a lot of the subject matter. Like, I um, mean, you know, there's like episodes where, like, they talk where, like, they go into like the conspiracies about pyramids and stuff. There was an episode where Homer Simpson joined a uh, sort of uh, like masonry Illuminati cult called like the Stonehenges or something like that. Yeah, and it was literally like literally the secret society of people that that run the planet, and I mean it. There are so many things he points out that like it this isn't just coming off the top of his head. This is inspired by something.
0: Well, everything everything on earth is is, you know derived from something that's been that's been seen or or perceived by something from like reality, like that's tangible, whatever. And so did you hear about the, the so the secret society and whatnot and the pyramids and whatnot? I can't remember the name, so this is kind of funny, but there was some guy. Archaeologists that went to that thing in Egypt, like the underground—I don't even know what to call it—the underground, um, the, uh, like um, the or a earth hole thing.
1: I should know this word, like I, not, not the catacombs, but uh, Edgar Allan Poe wrote a book with the the name the name I'm thinking of in the title, and I can't think about it.
0: I can't, can't think, think of it. Up. It's not even. It's not even about. It. I don't even know if I really, really knew it,
1: like but the, the cat, the he went there,
0: colon. and they talked about, and then they talked to him about it, and he basically said, "I've never felt so much evil come out of one place." And he was, and it's, it's a notable. I can't think of who it was. Does anybody know uh, who I'm talking about on live? Um, JFK gave a speak about secret society, but anyway, right. wherever, wherever it was, um, he went in there and said, "There's th- that is more evil than I've ever seen." You know, I don't like I I'm horrified at what what the world has in store. And I remember reading that and being like, oh, yeah, I want to know who the name of that guy is. But he's a notable person. I'm like, for him to say that is. Potentially career suicide, but he felt that strongly about it to where he put that out there. It's in writing. Um, I don't think it's in video, but it's, it's actually he said this in wrote.
1: reference to the Egyptians.
0: To yeah, whatever that place is, I don't know. I can't even think of the was name it was
1: it. Was it like, was it under the pyramids or the Sphinx or that, um, the one that's in the side of the wall? I've never been to Egypt, but,
0: um, I'm looking for someone to answer me, but no, they don't know. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, I want to say it's under the, the, py- the pyramids, right?
1: <clears> oh, <throat> uh, so, uh, recently I read that they were doing sonar, um, like blasting sonar rounds to see what's under the pyramids and they found a huge area. That, yeah. That hadn't been explored yet.
0: Mm. Oh, they don't think it's been explored. Um, someone said it's in Antarctica. Um, I don't know about see that. This see, dude. So, anyway, side note: we need to get a producer for this, dude. We need to have someone off off camera that when we someone said Atlantis. <laughs> 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 so that when we can't think of something, we have someone off camera that can. We need like a, a Jamie.
1: Google. We need a Jamie. Oh, Joe Rogan has a Jamie.
0: He has a Jamie. I need a Jamie. If anybody's on here wants to be my Jamie. That can be a quick, a quick, uh, uh, go, go, duck, duck, go, or Google away. Um, we'll bring you guys on and you'll be our third, you'll be our third, uh, third wheel. Um, but, um, yeah, crazy stuff, man. The, my point with all of this is there is a lot of stuff in this world that, that explains a lot, but can't be explained itself, right? Like it profound. explains things that are happening, yet we can't explain how they explain things that are happening, which means there's obviously more to the puzzle than what's sitting right in front of us
1: there's a lot on planet earth that often uh, provokes more questions than provides answers. That's for sure. Yeah. And I've always described the United States and not always, but since I kind of like got a better understanding of how the world works last year, I kind of described America as sort of, for lack of a better description, the matrix. Like we have roads and we have houses. You can go to the grocery store and get whatever you want. It's sort of like, it's almost like a uh, like a tr- like if you're in a video game, there's like the, the training areas where like nothing really bad can happen to you. Everything's kind of perfect. You can set it up the way you want it. But once you go outside of that zone, that's when you're in like real life and like things are unscripted. Yeah. And that, that's kind of the way I see America versus the rest of the world. Like people don't realize how good we have it here, how pampered we are and how sheltered we are. Not, not only from like violence and physical things, but information as well.
0: That's one thing. Can you still hear me? I turned my mic down.
1: Yeah, you're not you're not as loud, but yeah. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me still? Yeah.
0: Okay, I turned my mic down. Someone said that there's a noise. There's a the noise on.
1: It's the it's that air condition.
0: Is it all right? I'll turn it off here in a second.
1: Sorry. Um. I'll sweat it. But
0: I I I I think it's. I, so I was on Omega last night, and I felt the same way because there's people from different countries, right? They they speak they speak my language, right? They know what's going on in the United States. They're like, oh, what about this and that and the guns and the, and the Biden and the Trumps and all this different stuff. And I couldn't tell you a single thing about what's going on with them. Like, we we really don't grasp that there is so much more going on outside of our world where we are in this, like, um, like I don't know what you would call it, like, uh, bubble. Like, have you ever seen The Truman Show?
1: Absolutely. I love that movie.
0: Yeah, great movie. Uh, we're, like, in that Truman Show, right, where it's just, like, we know what we know or we know what we think we know and past that we kind of don't really ask questions we just accept blindly
1: do you ever think that maybe you could be in the Truman show or if that would be even don't be possible. even get me
0: started with that bro i grew up as a kid living life for like a after i saw that movie for a solid five years after seeing that movie i lived life doing things as if i thought a camera was watching me at all times i would be in my room by myself be like does this look cool if i sit this way like, just in case the cameras watch,
1: <laughs> bro, it ruined my life. Yeah, it, it, it'll it'll it will mess up mess it will mess up with it will mess with your mind, especially like the adolescent mind. Um, speaking of which, and I don't I mean to keep bringing up Joe Rogan, but he said, I completely forgot what I was just about to say. Okay,
0: my, I'm gonna go turn my air conditioning off because- no, he, he said
1: he said live every moment of your life as if you have a a, a crew and an audience watching you. Yes kind of inspirational
0: well, oh yeah live like gary lee um i don't know though like i don't know if I, I mean
1: do you think you would be more productive that way or would you be less productive would you just go and hide
0: honestly i care so little about the cameras i'd probably do the exact same thing i do already I'd be like <laughs> this is what i'm doing if you're here to document it um i'm gonna doodle for three hours so enjoy
1: you probably scratch your butt a lot less. I mean, I probably wouldn't skip the gym as often as I do.
0: That is true. That is true. I probably wouldn't sit like this looking at my phone either.
1: So very true. You spend a lot less time on your phone.
0: Yeah, I guess that would be different because I I did I did vlogs for a while, um, what, like two years ago, um, and it did help me. And I'm actually thinking about starting them again, not even for the viewership, but it did help me get up and like stay on task, right? So I was getting up at four, going to the gym, and because I was vlogging this. I knew if I didn't get up and go, there would be no video to show, which means people would, everyone would know that I didn't get up and, and do it. You so mean like you like, were
1: like keeping a record of all like everything you did at the gym, everything you ate and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, not nonex- I mean, yeah. Like I would get up and go to the gym. I would work out. I would show it on video. Hey guys, I'm getting up. I'm making my breakfast. Going to the gym. I'll go to the gym. Then I'll be done. I'm like okay, I gotta go check on the job sites. I would just film my life like just everything i did okay. so that way I, I was all i had to make sure to do a good amount of stuff so i could keep the vlog interesting and like get things done so it gotcha. did actually change my production um or my my uh like what i got done in the day because i wanted to try to jam pack as much as i could into the video to make it interesting so if you are living that way it really does like like the same reason why i feel like once you hit a certain threshold it kind of tips you over to being a lot more successful because now you have that credibility for that audience that's like waiting for that and if you don't next thing you know is you know forty thousand comments saying you didn't blah 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 and you're like oh my god
1: exactly you you are accountable to any promises you make you know people uh it's not just you with high expectations for yourself at that point
0: exactly and
1: i i think it's a great thing honestly i mean uh, again i mean i've told you before that i used to be one of those people that absolutely despised social media completely deleted it all thought it was stupid thought you know only p- dumb people waste their lives you know pretending on social media obviously that's uh, not how i feel about social media anymore i think it's a, a very powerful way to you know create something but uh when you said blogging i thought you like i thought you were like late at night like dear penthouse this is what happened today <laughs>
0: so i'm like I oh yeah that's, that's super interesting man yeah, that's really cool <laughs> No, I was blogging, like video blogging. Gotcha. You know, like Casey Neistat, but like 5 million less viewers. Um,
1: did did so you have like, a lot of viewers? I would Why'd you like stop?
0: 140. What'd you say? Why'd you stop? Um, I actually stopped when I got on. So I was doing it all the way up until I dropped my viral video on TikTok. And then I stopped and took them took them all down. Because it showed like, <clears throat> like my houses that I was working on where I live. It showed like the gyms I went to. It showed, you know, yeah. the projects I was working on. And I actually <clears> took <throat> all the videos down because the last thing I wanted to, you know, people to see once I talked trash on BLM is what my daily routine was. So at that point in time I took it down. But I was up to like 140 views per video and they were like 16 minute videos. So they were pretty long. Um, but yeah, I stopped because I just didn't want people to know my whereabouts all the time. I mean that video hit like what four million in like not even a day and I was like,
1: oops. Yeah, I mean that's an honest concern. Uh when I first when I first started doing Polititalk and uh like started actually getting some followers, I deleted every video that had like the outside of my house, the neighborhood, any like anywhere outside that you could identify or kind of triangulate where I was at that moment. Uh, and even today, like people ask me like what gym I was at or whatever, and I don't answer just because I don't want people knowing.
0: Yeah. People ask me that. They're like, oh, what? Ga-? like the other day when my the whole gas station incident, what, what gas station is that? I'm like, because mm-hmm. it's like right down the street from my house. So I was like, I, I don't really want to. And I don't like 90 percent of the time. It's probably nothing. But like, I'm sure. Yeah. Eh, you know, you never know. Like I am like I'm to the point where I see probably a person a day that comes up to me and talks to me every now and then. Recently, I've been almost getting like two people a day and they'll just be like and crazy thing is, a lot of them are from instagram where i only have like 40 something thousand followers but they'll come up to me like hey you're john like i had a guy like follow me into the store after he just walked out like asking me if i was john and i was like and super awesome people super nice people but like with that you realize how many people who don't say something are probably saying right Hmm. like if you get one or two per day actually saying something there's probably more that are like i think that's that guy from such and such whatever video they saw out of context,
1: right so dude you're like a d-list celebrity at this point
0: bro i'm like working my way to f-list you know what i'm
1: saying you know. um so i you know every once in a while not every once in a while but like maybe like a couple times a week when i'll be out like you know with the grocery store wherever or at home depot and i'll see somebody like kind of like really like looking at me like scowling i'm like does this person know me is this some angry leftist that recognized me from being stitched by victoria or something or then again, there's always the option that maybe I really am in the Truman show. And these people are just making sure I'm not of them.
0: Bro, you keep, you keep bringing that back, man. I see before I had as many followers as I had, I thought that sometimes, like I would do things and I would see the way people would look at me. Like, why are you looking at me so specifically? Or people would look at you like they know you, but they don't say anything. And I would be like, are they in a cycle? Like, are they waiting for me to like move my way through so they can like recirculate? Bro, that movie messed me up. Like, and I, I, there's still hints of it in me today, where I'm just like, you never. Oh man! Is God. that one of those
1: movies you saw when you were just too young? Like your your adolescent mind couldn't handle it.
0: So I wasn't supposed to watch it. My parents, my parents rented the movie right from Blockbuster, like the VHS, and they watched it. But see, they didn't know I had a VHS player in my room. So yeah. you know, I took the video and watched it by myself in my room.
1: Sorry no kidding! There. You were that kind of kid, huh? Truman Show, 1998. No kidding.
0: Yeah. So I didn't they, realize it was that old. I was. I was only you know in 1998. I didn't watch it in 1998. They probably watched it. It was probably like 2000 something like that. 2001, 2002.
1: It couldn't have been that late if it was still a blockbuster.
0: Yeah, because I was. Well, wait, what?
1: Well, I I said. Well, I mean, blockbuster keeps like newer releases out. They don't have like old movies laying around. Oh, it might have been Hollywood video.
0: We had. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if Hollywood videos. We had Hollywood video.
1: They turned my um my karate dojo into a Hollywood video. Ah,
0: see, we had Hollywood video. We had blockbuster, and then. I think I think that was about it. There's like some random like mom and pop video stores, but like
1: that was pretty much it. Yeah, we have a uh, we have video Americane around here, but uh blockbuster is obviously the goat of rental videos.
0: Do you remember Redbox?
1: Do I remember it?
0: Bro, those are still out there.
1: Dude, that's like a billion dollar company.
0: But why? I don't I don't does Netflix own them?
1: Um let's see. That's a because, good question. I mean, they're all over the place.
0: Do you have a DVD
1: player? <laughs> I well, I have two Xboxes: Xbox 360 and oh, see, uh, really Xbox One.
0: I forgot about gaming consoles. I'm uh, washed up.
1: Who bought Redbox. Uh, apparently, Redbox is owned by some company called Apollo Global Management. But uh,
0: what's their worth?
1: Let's see. Redbox. What is Redbox worth? Uh, two billion dollars in annual revenue. Two billion in annual revenue.
0: There's a scam going on, ladies and gentlemen, and we just uncovered it for the first time here. We well, you know, they, you houses. can
1: rent games from them now as well. They what? You can rent games from Redbox now.
0: I thought that was like GameX or something. Like the orange, the, the orange thing they, I think they bought them out. Actually, now that I think about it.
1: So, I mean, around here we have Safeway. That's our local grocery store, and there's a Redbox in every single one of them. And you have to walk right past it to like leave the store.
0: Yeah, we have them here in Texas, and, and they're like, there's some of the Dollar General's, like stuff like that. But I mean, and I could just be, I guess I'm just past it. I haven't, I don't have a DVD. I don't have anything that takes a disc in my home. Like, I don't have a. I think I, I think X- you're just
1: bougie, John. I think you're just bougie.
0: <laughs> if I was bougie, I'd have an Xbox or PlayStation, <laughs> but I don't. Uh,
1: Honestly, probably the the last time I rented a a Redbox movie was probably well over a year ago. But a year ago wasn't that long ago. But you know, for people that don't have Disney Plus or Netflix or like you know Comcast on demand, you want to watch a movie, and Red uh, Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. Redbox is the thing to do, and it's like a dollar twenty-five or something to rent a movie.
0: But see, and and I think that just comes back in a tie with my my laziness, and I'm like, I got to remember first, I got to keep track of the thing, right, and then I got to remember to take it back.
1: Don't lose it. They'll charge you twenty bucks.
0: Oh man, you know how many? Bit- There's a couple ones I just bought. I was like, you know what? I want this movie. Like, I'm keeping it. <laughs> but um, and I still have them laying around. I I used to have so many. I had all the seasons of, uh, of a lot of different so, shows. I was gonna say, yeah. Anyway, um, but I yeah, I haven't I haven't put a deal. I just it's crazy to me because Blu-ray came out right. Blu-ray came out and then like Blu-ray was out for like a year and then people were like, yeah, we're streaming now. So like completely irrelevant.
1: I don't think I own a single Blu-ray.
0: I have but, one and I'm like this looks horrible now. I feel like I'm not watching a movie. I feel like it's like a home video now. Well, it. I mean on
1: my TV it's it's an LED or no, it's an LCD TV and it's like 10 years old. So I mean I'm not going to like invest in something crazy until I upgrade my TV. I want to get one of those like 4K at O-L- Dude, have you are you big on the TV game? Do you watch a lot of TV?
0: Um no. Do you enjoy I mean, I, television? I am, like I I I I am. But I'm like, not nah. like I do go in and look at TVs, like at Best Buy, being like, Oh, that'd be nice, but I, I'm not <laughs> like actually
1: buying it, right? No, I mean, I probably watch about maybe 25 to 30 minutes a day of television,
0: yeah.
1: But, um, but, but I, sometimes I'll, I'll sit down and watch a movie, and when I sit down and watch a movie, it's lights off, popcorn, like I'm in the zone, I'm, I'm sitting on the couch for two hours, I'm not getting up, I'm not one of those people that's like vacuuming while I'm watching a movie, I get <laughs> into a movie. Yeah, and there's this guy. He's on TikTok actually. He's got tons of followers because he hooked up this crazy ass LED system that fits. It's like made by Philips, the Philips Hue. I'm sure you know about that stuff. Yeah, oh yeah. Doing the home remodeling, it's uh, it's like these Hue light bars yeah. that go on the back of your TV.
0: And it is it the one that goes with the, the movie?
1: Whatever color is like on the screen, uh... it flashes that on the wall behind it, and it is nuts, dude. He was watching it's the cool. Avengers. He had these clips, dude. Insane. I'm I'm just sitting there like. Imagine just kind of sitting back and smoking some weed and watching some movies like
0: that. <laughs> hold up, you cut up. You know, That's probably for the out. best. Where'd you go? Your, your screen went black. Are you still here? Hold up. Ben?
1: I'm here. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, I can hear you now. Sorry. You, cut you can't out. see me? No, your screen went black for a second, but then I have you pulled up on TikTok over here and you're still there. And I'm like, wait, why can I see you but not see you? Um, That's all right. But. No, that I, I think it would be dope, but the thing is, did you see how much it lights it up though? Because I'm the same as you. Like, when I watch a movie, I like to like darken everything up and just be like submerged in the screen. I yeah, see it lights and it like lights up the entire wall. And I, was, I don't know if I'd be down with that.
1: It, it is a lot of light. I mean, in, unless you have like a chill situation set up, you're gonna see like all your peripherals, everything that's in your house or living room. So, uh, something to be you know, keep in mind is that it's not gonna be pitch black in your living room anymore. So, here's um, a
0: question when you get older and you buy your dream house, do you want a theater room?
1: A theater room. See, I'm not a theater room kind of guy. I mean, I've seen like houses with theater rooms. I've seen, you know, all the celebrities that have theater rooms. It just doesn't seem like the proper setting. Not to mention on those projectors, it just doesn't. Some just doesn't feel right about it.
0: But see, so get this. So I used to think the same thing, but then I watched Rock the Block on HGTV, and I saw someone turn. I'm grown, and I do construction. Okay. Um <laughs> And then I watched, or then I, uh, uh, I saw them do this theater room, right? It was just a massive, like, 80-inch TV or something, like some LED something. So you still got that crisp, like, high-definition picture, 4K. You don't get, like, the projector, which, I, I again, I'm, I'm really not a fan of projectors. But then they had it where, like, the chair swiveled out, and there was, like, a poker table right there. So then it turned into, like, a poker table with, like, a sound system, a wet bar and everything. And I was like, okay, I, I would love to have a poker room. I love to have a theater room and then the table flipped open and it would be like a puzzle table or like a game table. Like if you had friends over, that'd be like a game room. And I was so, like, that's, that's a theater room I could
1: do. That's a full blown rec room at that point.
0: It is, but it was all like, they had like a theater seating, but then that theater seating slid out into like a circle. And then like the table went in the middle.
1: I like the theater seating. I mean, you know, if I had it like that, sure. Throw, throw a theater in the house. Why not? <laughs> But uh, until then, we'll stick with uh, you know like a ping pong table, maybe a, a pool table, something like that.
0: See, uh, I had a pool table in college, and it was fun. But we used it for beer pong. Like ninety percent of the time, it was like we could play pool or we could get drunk.
1: Yeah, I mean beer pong's uh, you know everybody's always down to play beer pong. Most people are always down to play pool. I I actually just found I just found out at the age of thirty one that I love ping pong. I'd never played a game of ping pong in my entire life until. What? until last week are you in serious? virginia beach
0: bro ping pong yeah. is fun dude i know and the sound is what really adds to the whole game there is yeah. when you get a volley going bro you're like ding, ding,
1: ding, it's it, intense bro. and there's a whole rhythm and it's like people even bystanders are like watching like holy crap this is captivating
0: yeah bro i i i agree i had a ping pong table in college as well and uh it was fun, it was, fun, man. It was it's those those types of things. I, I think there's a lot of things in life, and this is completely, I mean, for everybody, but completely sidetracked, but I think there's just things in life that we let go of too early, right? Because it's not popular. Like one of them is rollerblading. I absolutely love rollerblading. That is something that I feel like people have let go of that should always be a thing. I think Miami is like the only place you'll find a rollerblading right now.
1: There are enthusiasts all over.
0: But it's not, like if you're... If you're walking in the park and a rollerblade goes, you notice you're like, that's different.
1: That guy, that person is having fun. Yeah. Uh, you see a you, bike
0: go by and you're like, whatever.
1: Do you own a pair of rollerblades?
0: I I do at my parents' house from when I was like 18, I think.
1: Are, are there any hills in Texas?
0: We got slight uh slight inclines. Yeah. <laughs> that's about it.
1: I was thinking about that. I was, th- you know, because I'm thinking about moving to Florida, and I was thinking about riding motorcycles. Like, there's no like twists and turns. So there's no mountains, nothing like that.
0: I'm a motorcycle guy. So I'm I'm a Gixxer 750 guy. That You're a motorcycle
1: was, guy. We never had this
0: conversation. No, I don't think we have. I've been watching motorcycle man because I because I can't talk about because I live here in Texas, right? So one thing that kills it with Texas is we have pretty crazy winds. Not all the time, but fairly often. So like a lot of the time, it's not that fun to ride because it's windy Two, we don't have any road we don't have any roads where you can like touch me like there's nothing that's really going to let you have some fun and also it could start raining even though it's not in the forecast and you just went out on a 20 mile bike ride and then it just starts pouring like dime-sized water droplets so it's i don't know i kind of and i grew up in California i grew up central coast of california right so i was riding on hills windy roads through vineyards like that's where i grew up riding right so here it just like it just it does nothing for me motorcycle-wise
1: no kid well so i mean it's obviously there's a lot of straight lines yeah in texas but uh it's all straight lines like everything's like their their roads are set up as like a grid basically
0: there there are some really cool roads here i'm not gonna lie there's some awesome roads here but like you're gonna have to travel like you you'll drive one that's you know there's like one every three hours right so you're not gonna just be able to go explore the backwoods or
1: something Hmm. So you you could I mean you could pretty much just go like hundreds of miles in one direction on a flat road.
0: Yeah, you could haul like yeah. One, one, yeah, one,
1: I mean, I guess I guess you know it's not the most fun. I mean, so it's what, what it's I'm really picturing fun. right now is like no country for old men. Have you seen that movie? Yes. So is that yes. that's like your Texas where you live, just um, like wide open like you know, desert so all over have, the place.
0: We have rolling hills here. Actually, we have rolling hills, like a lot of trees. But the rolling hills are still just straight. Like they're straight lines. So like you'll just be like woo, woo, mm. and that's it. Like that's Yeah. It. And then every now and then, like if you go into town, but the thing is our roads here, especially in, in central Texas, because we have like a fault line going through Texas, the roads are just crap. Like, I mean straight garbage. Really? So that ruins it as well. Like if you if you wanted to go downtown, it would just be you'd be dodging potholes like huh. Morgan Wallen.
1: I wouldn't have expected that.
0: Yeah, it's crap. It's garbage. We have so many foundation issues out here.
1: You get, Texas is on a fault line?
0: Well, specifically, like here in Waco, we are, yeah.
1: Huh. You get earthquakes down
0: there? No.
1: Have you ever had an earthquake? Mm-mm. Never experienced an earthquake in your life?
0: Oh, yeah. A ton of them back in California.
1: Oh, right, 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 right. California, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Not here in
0: Texas. But in California all the time. Bro, there's nothing scarier than an earthquake when the earth you live on is shaking under you. There is no other god-fearing moment than that right there, where you're like, I can't grab onto the one thing I know, which is Earth, because it's shaking me to shit.
1: <laughs> it's horrifying, dude. <laughs> you, you, well, you guys get uh, you guys get tornadoes down there, don't you?
0: Bro, those are awesome. I, lo- I, I love when there's tornado warnings, bro. That see, what people don't realize, the path of a tornado is so small. The chances of it actually getting you, is just so small. It's like it's like the whole COVID thing. It's like when you really break it down, ooh, tornadoes. It's not like we're getting hurricanes where like your whole coastal line is just getting slammed. Like ours is like yeah, thirty miles off. There's a tornado warning and they warn all the counties. Um, hmm. I went to college in Kansas and we had some go right by in front of the house pretty much. And it's just crazy wind for like thirty minutes and then it's just dead still. The dead still is the creepy. That's what's more creepy than the wind.
1: Why is it dead still?
0: because everything's being sucked up by that and everything's kind of moving with that tornado so like all like the pressure is over there and then you end up getting like on the back side of it and then like everything is just like super it's so weird like crazy. it'll be pouring your windows will be shaking all this different stuff and then like five minutes later it's like a light sprinkle and just like dead silent. Like because everybody's home right it's it's weird man
1: you ever just think about how fragile human beings are humanity in general on the on the planet, like we're basically just like in the grand scheme of things, we're like a bacteria that like mm-hmm. lives on this ball. Like one small change one,
0: can't defend against anything.
1: Like a change in temperature, anything. If a meteor hit us, we're all completely toast. No questions asked, nothing to save us. All of our infinite knowledge on technology can't <laughs> save us from like the most simple things.
0: It's scary. I there are some movies, I forget what they are, where like a big meteor is coming for Earth and it's gonna like destroy Earth. And those movies
1: there's Deep Impact and then there's Armageddon.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. And those are the movies where you realize, yeah, we like it doesn't matter. Like whatever you've achieved, it's irrelevant. You're just gonna be obliterated. Well,
1: I mean, we can always summon Bruce Willis because he'll figure it out. He'll get it (laughs) done. You better believe Bruce Willis is gonna get the job (laughs) done.
0: I don't even know if Bruce Willis can walk right now. That man is is done a lot.
1: Uh, yeah, but yeah, two great. I, you know, I I love the end of the world situation movies, and both of them were actually pretty good in that regard.
0: So, have you seen the the, the new video, The Aliens from 2019? You mean they were talking like some some navy ship got more? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, uh, so there's a lot of talk about UFOs lately,
0: yeah, to the point where it's
1: uncomfortable. Sorry,
0: I just said basically confirming it.
1: So, yeah, so they're confirming UFOs. I get that. Now, you know me. I'm an ultra skeptic. I am the skeptic <laughs> of all skeptics. What do you think about this? Do you, I mean...
0: Uh, honestly, so, broad strokes here. I absolutely believe in aliens. Not in, you know, not in any traditional form. And, and not in the, not in like the, the bacteria. I truly believe there's intelligent life out there. Okay. Right? I mean, we don't even know what lives in our own oceans. So how can we possibly think we're the only ones living on a planet? Um... Past that, I don't necessarily have any theories um, of greater intelligence or lesser intelligence. I just know that with how much we know, there's most definitely intelligent life somewhere.
1: So, interestingly enough, coincidentally enough, I was watching a show called The Universe just last night on Netflix. And I watched like the first 10 minutes. Like the, uh, the trailer was a lot more interesting than the actual show. But anyway, the first few minutes are talking about just how huge the Milky Way galaxy is. And like so when I think of the Milky Way, I, I you know, I don't think about these things. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, Mercury, Earth, Venus, Mars, our Sun, that's our solar system. That's the Milky Way. No, that's that's our solar system, yeah. which is one of billions in the Milky Way in our mm-hmm. galaxy. So when Darth Vader said we're gonna rule the galaxy, he was talking about bro, like everything like basically the everything. universe.
0: Yeah. Well, no, because there's multiple galaxies in the universe.
1: Well, that's, yeah. So, I mean, we can observe other galaxies that are hundreds of billions of trillions of light years away. I mean, this distance, that's not even a, a real number. I mean, it really isn't at that point. I mean, it's, it's unimaginable. The, the human brain, that, that's... You'll
0: we just can't tie con- it in a knot if you try to comprehend it.
1: We can't conceptualize that. Exactly. And, uh, yes, yeah, so the fact that there might be other life out, you know, the idea that it's, it would be statistically impossible for there not to be other planets with life on them, I get that. But I, for one, do not believe for one second that hyper intelligent beings crafted a spaceship and came to Earth to mess with our militaries.
0: No, not at all. It would be completely pointless. And why would you?
1: I mean, I don't know about pointless. But I mean, I don't know what the motive would be. Hopefully, not to uh, you know dominate and then enslave humanity, obviously. But um, it well, would the just argument be
0: as is that, is that people are that that people things are more advanced than us and have. I mean, this is every movie ever, right? Have, uh, um, have taken all the nutrients from their planets, and Earth is like one that still has nutrients to give, right? So right. that would I mean... be the the only explanation as why some intelligent community would travel millions and billions of light years to inhabit earth and kick us off
1: well i mean one thousand percent that that would be that's why that's why we're trying to go to mars i mean that's that's very uh it's a very tangible theory if it happened to the, to the decepticons it can happen to anybody <laughs> and it also happened to the aliens in uh <laughs> happened really- to the aliens in independence day too that's why they were here
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's a good movie. That's, that's that's a good movie. So this is my question: If you could ask, if if an alien popped down in front of you that you both could understand each other's somehow, if you had one question to ask an alien, so picture this: an alien sits down in the chair in front of you. It looks however you think aliens look, and it says, "Ben, you have one question, and then I'm beaming myself back to you know Marzipan or whatever." What, what are you asking
1: her? I would have to ask him. I mean, well, I mean, first of all, one question, Ben, (laughs) I would ask him who created him and it might blow his mind because he'd be like, created me. What are you talking about? Created.
0: Because he might not have that concept.
1: Right, they might not have uh, any uh, any concept of re- of religion or anything or maybe he could confirm hey actually it was evolution we evolved out of the seas or you know whatever the case may be but uh, everything for me always goes back to christian roots. Yeah. Which is why I have a hard time digesting the idea of aliens.
0: See, that's the crazy thing. So my dad's hardcore christian, very christian, but yeah. 100% believes in aliens. And I'm like for me to think about aliens but see he has he he grasped it as God is the creator of the heavens and the earth, and heavens being the entire universe, not just this galaxy. Right. So therefore, it would just be another form of life with a different form of the same religion, right?
1: Yeah, I know absolutely. So, like I was watching that universe show yesterday, and I'm thinking, you know, and I don't want to get I don't want to get into like, you know, Christianity and religion on this, but you talk about who who wrote the Bible and the interpretations of the Bible and how it's been passed down and passed down who really knows it does say created the heavens and the earth was is earth the word that god himself used i don't know i mean we could get the we could get the the christian philosophers in here the people that really study the bible and know all that stuff but you're, you're absolutely right that it, it it might not be limited to or exclusive to planet earth and humans
0: it very well could not be i mean and that's and that's where it comes to just comprehension right you comprehend what you know what's tangible what you see that's why faith is so hard for a lot of people and that's why thinking that, you know, some things are possible in the simplest form of achievements, you know, whatever is is hard for people because they haven't seen it. So therefore, right. if we've never even conceived the idea of something, we can't even fathom like the construct of that thing. You know what I mean? Like you just and, and I feel like in time we've simplified things, like you said, like biblical term in, in biblical uh, 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 terms, he created the heavens and the earth and the earth but that has been translated and uh uh kind of I don't want to say dumbed down but it's been translated over and over and over again right. to eventually the words that we are now reading so therefore everything that's lost in translation could be actually more important than what eventually got translated to us and 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 they say an alien pops down here and gets us gets to ask us one question and he asks who created you it would depend on if you're talking to a christian or an atheist or a democrat or a republican like He would not, he could ask 500 people and he'd get get a different answer
1: depending on if you're talking to a Democrat or Republican.
0: (laughs) They don't even know how they're here or why they're here. So it's like there's no way to comprehend something without being fully submersed in it and being able to observe it. So therefore, we haven't observed shit, right? We've observed like a little tiny tip of our pinky and we don't realize there's a massive body attached to it.
1: So that's the thing that always gets me about about humans in general is that we are so pompous. We we give ourselves so much credit for so the such little accomplishments. I mean, they were talking about, and don't, don't get me wrong, astrology is is mind blowing. The, the stuff they were talking about, but half of the stuff they were talking about, a lot of the stuff that Neil deGrasse Tyson talks about, is all completely theory. These are stuff that they think happens. These are it's. Completely unprovable. Like they would never be able to prove half of their claims, but they realized that the sun wobbles as you know that you know like the actual uh, model of of our solar system. The whole thing is moving through space. So like, yeah. Well, the the sun is moving in a direction, and we're revolving around the sun, and the whole thing is kind of like corkscrewing through space.
0: Oh, I didn't know. I mean, I think. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's nuts.
1: Damn. So they figured out that the that the sun itself is wobbling as it corkscrews. It's part of that corkscrew, and they the way they figure that out is because they can measure the light waves when the when the sun is on this side of its wobble, the light waves are produced, are, are they have a red like a, a red value or something, and when it's fr- slightly further away on the other side of its wobble, they have a they emit a blue color, and that's how they figured out. That the, that the sun is part of that corkscrew with the rest of the galaxy. And for me, Who's for just a regular...
0: Like, how in the world Dude, do you know? Do you Measuring light waves. But how do you even know you're measuring the prop? Like, How do you know there's not different variables that you haven't even factored in because you haven't been able to reach far enough to see what that factor is?
1: How do they know if, if gravity or time or, or any other thing doesn't have an effect on those light waves as well? And th- that's exactly my point, is that they don't.
0: This is the same thing with the dinosaurs, right? They find, like, a femur bone, and then they just recreate the dinosaur and be like, this is one of the dinosaurs that used to live. It's like, you literally did that off of one bone, right? Like, you don't, you know, you're guessing. That's why, you know, like, the T-Rexes, that's the big argument with them, like, their tiny little arms. It's like, yeah, they found one bone or two bones, and they created this dinosaur.
1: And, yeah, like, I heard that. And, like, we walk
0: around being like, these are these dinosaurs that we have. My dad's super into, like, Creation Magazine. He reads about all the different bones that they uncover and put them together. And he's like, yeah, most dinosaurs are complete.
1: You should have your dad on the show sometime.
0: Uh, no. <laughs> Dude, we, <laughs> Dude,
1: I would love to pick his brain just from what I've heard about him.
0: We'd never get anywhere, man. Um, we, we'd be stuck in a circle you think I'm bad. Um, but, yeah, so he, like, he digs into these dinosaurs. He loves talking about dinosaurs and creation and how all this stuff works. And it comes down that we don't really know anything. Like, when you really break everything down to the essence of it, we really don't know anything. We know our history, since we started, you know, uh, uh, documenting it thoroughly, but there are so many gaps and holes in our own personal tangible history that we have lost so much. I mean, the same thing with intentional losses, right? The government has things that they intentionally redact that we no longer think exists. So, bro, in the grand scheme of things, I know we're going down a rabbit hole or a... Uh, hole I, I, think, here,
1: I, I think we've gotten significantly more interesting in the past 20 minutes, but I, know, I think right? it's... I think that's part of what fuels you know humans is the unknown like we have to understand it drives you crazy not to know I mean I'm not alone in that you, you probably feel the same way that oh like it, it's it makes you insane not knowing all these things and, and the fact that back to you know we have to know what we don't know how mind blown are so many people so many scientists by the pyramids themselves and they're right here on earth like we can study them. look at them. And we just found out last year that there's an entire huge, enormous underground catacomb that we just found out about and isn't explored.
0: So what what is another huge thing for me with that, the, the things that we haven't explored and things we don't know, is the how humans were a lot more in touch with the spiritual realm like hundreds and thousands of years ago, right? Um, right? So there was more supernatural actually on Earth than there is now. I mean, a, at least then there's presented, right? Because you look, I mean, no matter what religion you're in, I don't even care if you want to discount it because of Christianity. Whatever religion you're in, there was more spirituality on on the earth before than there is now. Doesn't uh, mean that it's not here. It just means I feel like it's been reined in and specifically honed. Because I mean, you really can. All you have to do is detach humans from that, and then you're kind of. Because you look at these people from from the Bible, like Moses, uh, Noah, these people that had the strong faith and actually like witnessed miracles and work miracles right you know they were in touch and confident in miracles happening in front of their eyes right nowadays you know there's a lot of people that are prayer warriors do different things and they're more internal works right not i'm going to heal somebody who's been blind since birth and i know for a fact when i take my hands off they're gonna you know see again or whatever do you think that that type of power is still here on earth has it been removed or has it been hidden
1: it's an honest question. And it, honestly, it's one of the, you know, one of the best debunks that, uh, you know, the atheist or, you know, anti-Christian or a- anti-religion you know religion community can throw at you is, you know, if there were all these miracles, how come they don't happen today? And the thing is, maybe they do. Maybe people just don't document them. And the thing about it, you know, happening back in the day is that the ones we hear about are the ones that had access to pen and paper, people that, you know, had the wherewithal to document and record something like that. And maybe it was divinely inspired. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe, you know, who knows? But when you talk about things like the burning bush or a 700-year-old a man constructing an ark and, ho- and housing two of every animal on the planet, yeah, those are very tough to believe. I, I get that. That's tough to believe. <laughs> it's tough to stomach, especially if
0: parting a, a sea. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, with a staff right. or, or turning water into wine or feeding 5,000 people with a loaf of bread and a couple of fish. Yeah, whatever the case may be, I totally get why, um, you know, pessimists and, and realists are very skeptical and very critical of religion largely. And you know, a lot having to do because we live in Western society, a lot of it's directed at Christianity, it's the prolific, it's, it's the main religion over here. So, Christianity gets most of the hate. But is it still alive today? Well, I mean. People believe in luck or people believe in, you know, divine intervention. Um, You know, anybody that's seen Pulp Fiction and is familiar with Jules and uh, uh, what's his name? You know, those two. I can't think of the guy's names. But, um, you know, the guy stood up in the middle of the scene and shoots an entire clip at uh, Samuel L. Jackson. None of them hit. And Samuel L. Jackson goes on this big rant about that was divine intervention. What we just witnessed was a miracle. Yeah. and what's his face is like nah man you're crazy and Samuel L. Jackson completely turned his life around from that moment obviously that's just a movie but those things happen in real life all the time crazy things that we can't explain that happen to ourselves personally and you try to explain them to other people and they just kind of blow it off like oh you're making a bigger deal than it really is but you know for yourself and maybe those miracles aren't for everybody else maybe those things that happen are just for you
0: man that's like. That's yeah, like Truman Show shit. <laughs> I'm like digesting that for a second. Um, no, that's like. It's it's that is true. I mean, it really does. Like miracles. Like, I, I feel like we explain things so much now, like we over explain things or someone in the comments says science has uh, demystified so much of what was. Once considered so that's mirror. a, that's a
1: whole tangent. I didn't even get, I wanted to get into Go ahead.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, so it all needs to be explained, right? If it can't be explained through something that we've come up with, right? If we can't explain it through an algorithm or a science or a pattern that we've come up with, with what we've, you know, uh, uh, gathered, we say it's what luck, chance, uh, just coincidence, right? We like to discount as fast as possible because we're scared of the unknown. I think you just said it a couple minutes ago, not knowing pretty much anything about everything is scary. So as soon as we don't know something like just coincidence, just chance. And that like, like uh, Cindy said, kind of just demystifies a lot of things where we're just like, it can't be explained. So it's just chance. And I, I'm guilty of that, but, I've also recently become in more, more in touch with the fact that I am a special individual, like we all are, and there are specific things that have benefited me specifically and have fallen in my path for a specific reason. Because for some reason, I was born with the ability to do X, Y, and Z, therefore it's been catered to me to go this direction, however you want to spin it. And I think, man, yeah, that was deep, bro. I think you, that's, I never thought about it like that.
1: Well, I mean, another part of it is that you know when you explain these you know uh, far out circumstances to people, they are what what you're asking them to do is accept something and to blindly you know embrace something that they would have no control over, and it's that lack of control that that's a big part of it for people is that you know when it comes to any religion, you're you're telling people to have faith, essentially faith, and they have no control over, they have no. No say in where, what direction it goes. You just have to accept it blindly. And that's just, that's something that just doesn't sit well with most people. And that goes, that goes absolutely true for the scientific community. Now, I'm not somebody who's anti science and I'm not somebody who's like, you know, down on the science community, but I do believe that there are a lot of scientists out there, a lot of brilliant people who use their knowledge in an effort that only serves to try to disprove something like God. So we, t- we yeah. talk about like evolution or the existence of aliens or whatever the case may be. A lot of these people formulate these theories because the only alternative is supernatural answers. And when it comes to uh, what, what what Cindy was saying is about the science community has de- that another thing about today and you know modern times is that we are so desensitized to anything, even if Ameri- if if God Himself appeared in the sky, the next day people would be like, oh, you know. What else What else is new? What are we doing today?
0: Or we would just have some explanation to debunk what it was.
1: Right, debunked, you know. Pick your poison. That's where we're at today. I mean, people are just... You, so you talked about we were more in touch with our spiritual side back then. Today we have so many distractions. A thousand years ago, all they had to do this time at night was look up into the sky or tell each other stories around a campfire. Yeah. Now we have our electronics and all of our infinite knowledge and wisdom to distract us from everything that is spiritual.
0: So, not to change the subject, but what you just said right now, we have all this infinite knowledge to distract us from what's going on in the world. When you take that phrase and then you you parallel that with every bit of knowledge is now being strategically placed in front of us, that shows you that our infinite knowledge is the exact opposite of infinite knowledge.
1: Yeah, so I, mean, I, I incorrectly use the word infinite knowledge, uh, I probably should have said right. something like,
0: "Yeah, I know what you mean. Our, our abundance of knowledge and and access to knowledge, right? Or our, to our
1: abundance things. of just everything that we have, you know, entertainment or or technology, whatever the case may be, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to package it as. Yeah, but, I mean,
0: but even then, that's still strategically placed in front of us. So we you you think you we're 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 stepping away and have for many, many years stepping away from the raw essence of earth, human beings, kindness, that type of stuff. and we are now going to our phones, computers, tablets, whatever. and that's where we're meeting people. That's where we are portraying ourselves to other people. That's where we're finding our information about our bodies, our life, our political system, our our everything, everything. and all that information. It's not you actually figuring out the algorithm to heart medication, right? It's you trusting what information has been placed in front of you to be the proper information, which is, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying at that point in time, just like we've talked about many times, it's the dependency. We have now lost faith in anything that is in true of essence, like true essence of human. And we have gone to this artificial intelligence of someone who's placed that information in front of us for most likely monetary gain, right? And it's scary because again, like when we talk about the the apocalypse, I'm still watching the worst show in the world, which is Fear the Walking Dead. And I see so many things pop up that I'm like in real life, that would be so simple. But when I think about the people that are in this world today, they would have no ability. They could be killed off that fast because they have no ability to just make decisions and decipher Good from evil without technology or or what to do and what not to do without technology
1: yeah I mean I, th- I think you're absolutely dead on right there I mean not only not only have we become you know mentally dependent on our technology, but it's to the point where we may even have become physically dependent on just things like like social media and I know it sounds crazy, but like if i was if I was in a funk or say somebody was in a funk, some 20 year old, and you know, they're not having a good time. They're kind of like feeling sick. They're not, they're not themselves lately and they don't know what it is. They want to, you know, realign themselves. They want to find their rhythm you know, find their chakra, their energy. They're going to Google how to do that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to, they're not going to like put the technology away, go outside, you know, put their bare feet in the grass and, and really discover who they are and what their place is here on earth. They're going to resort to their technology they're going to go to their computers and their phones and that's it's, that's 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 the opposite of what you should be doing
0: you just explained what i've been feeling for the last month and i agree with you i i think that's why when i watch these shows i'm like well i mean i'm a contractor you're you're a level-headed dude that can do all these things like you can make logical sense of a situation that you've never done before and be like this is the scenario the logical path to survival would be this this, this. you wouldn't know for sure but your brain would be able to calculate we take that for granted many people cannot calculate that i was watching some chick that was an actor trying to swing a hammer and i'm like the simple actions are not able to be done right and we don't realize that we have removed ourselves from what keeps us alive right we think technology keeps us alive but no it's the infrastructure it's the farmers it's the people who know how to grow things the people who know how to hunt it's the people who know how to build It's the people that actually know the true essence because none of this technology exists if people aren't building it. But none of us know how to build it. There's a very select few that actually know how to construct anything. So when you lose the use of something that was built for you, you have no way of rebuilding it. So therefore you are sitting there hoping someone comes along that has the ability to rebuild what you are dependent on versus you being able to sufficient or or, or be self sufficient in your skills to build and uh, create what you need to it we don't leave that so so rare there. yeah
1: um, the idea of being master of your domain is it's we uh, men are a dying breed and when i say men you know what i mean by men I, you know people that are that are able to make sense of their surroundings and, and and sort of take command of what's going on around them whether it whether that be you know through an understanding or in a, in a physical way and yes, it's the ability to not be able to swing a hammer. And it's a, it goes back to the, what we first started talking about: was people that are just blindly accepting COVID science, as there are people that just they 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 either they can't or they have no interest in diving deeper into their own understanding, or even a cultural collective understanding of what's going on in the world today. So when you you know combat them, for lack of a better term, with opposing information than what they've been told. They react negatively, negatively to it because they are not—they're not wired to be able to think the way other people do. So when you again, when you give somebody information that they're not used to, or, that, or present somebody with information that they don't believe is true, something they—they've never seen before, their first reaction is to be combative about it, is to react negative negatively to it, and it goes back yeah. to the—I've probably quoted this every single week on this show, but what morpheus said in the matrix is that there are people that are so helplessly dependent on this system helplessly dependent on the system that they would fight to protect it
0: yeah and that's happening right now
1: yeah without a question
0: like full-fledged
1: that's where we are it's 2021 bro that's where society is that's where western culture is anyway i mean there are still you know and don't get me wrong, it's not everybody. There are still people that, that live very, very clean lifestyles and are very in touch with uh you know themselves and and the world and sort of push science to the side. And when I say science, I mean science. Yeah. Um, and there are you know different cultures or cultures around the world. I hate to talk about the Chinese, but the Chinese, um, you know, there's things like monasteries and the and the monks and the way they are still in touch with like, you know, the physical things, things like kung fu and even yoga, stuff like that. There are very pure clean things that you know human beings do to sort of get away from the westernized lifestyle and i admire those people
0: that's something that i also think is like on kind of not kind of the same spectrum but also a different spectrum is just the people that can master their their bodies and their minds and do things that most of us legitimately aren't capable of doing not that we haven't trained ourselves but we aren't capable of doing because we have no idea how to harness that power within us, which shows that we really don't use a fraction of what God gave us to use. We use just the tip of the iceberg. And I think that goes back to the entire concept of, of, you know, the biblical times when people were living to be 700, which I have a theory of just more, uh, the year was different back then. It wasn't the same time spectrum. But, um, I think that's something that we've another thing that we've lost touch with. And I, I when you said something about, um, getting anxiety or some kid like, you know, needing to discover himself walking outside and putting his feet in the grass. Uh, that's something, and I, I haven't been able to, I don't know why, I've been drawing, you probably see my tickets, I want a boat so bad right now. I'm i I'm I'm, a, I'm an investor type of guy, and a boat's never been, I've always said I'll never get a boat, it's the worst investment ever. But <laughs> recently, I've really wanted a boat, because I, I live in Texas, there's a ton of lakes, literally I live 10 minutes from a massive lake, and not a massive lake, but a good sized lake. And I haven't figured out what the pole is for me to do it. But, but when you said that, I realized what it was is because when I'm out on a boat driving, fishing, whatever it is, you remove yourself from all the dependency of technology, the likes, the filters, the comments, and your, you know, water, sun, fishing pole, whatever it is, it's that rediscovering of just you enjoying just the sunlight, the whatever it is that you have in that moment a nice cold beer whatever it is and I've I've been on social media so heavily for what over a year now almost almost a year over a year and a half and we went out on a boat what a couple weekends ago and it just hit me different like because again I was I was what you just said like you you feel anxious you feel tired you look something up on your phone right when you don't realize that's the that's the piece, of, that's the device that's probably making you feel that way. Like, I didn't even, I, that did not even click to me.
1: I, I I couldn't agree anymore, 1,000%. I completely feel what you're saying. So there's something about, A, being on a boat, and just, you know, the, the, the sunburn and the natural water and just everything about it. There were so many hours will go by before you realize that it's been this long since I've even checked my phone. That's yeah. the good stuff. That's what you want to hold on to, and you know, you know how I feel. If you got it, spend it, brother. If you can get a boat, get a damn boat.
0: I, <laughs> I, but, uh, I think, I think I'm going to do it. I really want to do it, but <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things where I am justifying it not as an investment, but as more as an investment into my myself, right, In, into my into my daughters to get them out there as well to just remove, just remove from the just the daily stuff um and yeah. i feel like a lot of people push it off like right everybody pushes it off like i've done i don't need a boat or i don't want to get a kayak or i don't want to go on the hike because i got work to do and we don't realize why we're always drawn in the back of our head to go outside and do something whether we do it or not whether we want to do it or not why it's always in the back of our head that we should go outside and do something is because that is us getting back to the true essence of of who we are right that's why the sun has nutrients that our body needs, like. I don't think people realize how we have turned. I mean, you watch these shows like the colony or iRobot or all these shows where people start just being inside, right? The atmosphere is bad. Everybody starts living inside. It's the same thing. People start getting sick. These diseases start going around. Same thing with the whole COVID thing. Oh, go inside, cover your face, all this different stuff. And then all of a sudden you start seeing more and more people get sick outside, man. um, yeah, I don't know. It hits different now. Last last month, it's
1: been hitting different. Artificial lighting, GMO foods, just uh, the, the air quality of being inside a house. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, your daughters can grow up spending their Saturday afternoon on Facebook, or they can spend their Saturday afternoon fishing with their dead. Exactly. And, uh, you know, that's why people are naturally drawn to the ocean. For some reason, human beings just love being in the ocean. I mean, every once in a while, you find somebody, some wet blanket that doesn't like the ocean. But most people love the ocean they love their feet in the sand there's like there's like microbes and microorganisms all in the sand and, and the water that are just so good and healthy for you and yeah we need that and we are as a as a society we are digressing away from that we are becoming an unhealthy dependent mentally weak society
0: bro it's crazy. Not not more than two years ago, I would have caught like all these like doomsday preparers living out there off the grid stuff. I'm like, y'all are crazy, weird. You know, I need my technology, internet. But now I I'm like, so like if nothing ever goes wrong, did they lose anything? No. If something does go wrong, did they gain something? Absolutely. So they're living a better life, right? They're enjoying things. They're 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 living with better. Better foods, better energy, uh, better you know uh, vitamins and minerals that they're they're creating themselves. I could never do it, right? I would love to, but I could never do it. But you do realize that some people that seem really crazy, even to me right now, some of these naturalists and like just off the grid people are freaking weird and crazy. They've lost their minds, but they also have. They also they might have tapped into something major, like. I mean, man, life has been weird, man. I'm like fresh prince, life's been turned upside down, bro.
1: Everything is new, dude. Everything is so new, and it's not just me and you, it's everybody. I mean, we are we are moving so quick as far as what's normal and what's what's socially acceptable and what's just everything our, our technology, you know. And uh it's it's scary and, you know, I think some people look at it as if it's 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 not sustainable so people sort of uh prepare for the worst hope for the best and prepare for the worst but uh i'm kind of in that boat uh where what we're doing right now as western society it's not sustainable um but it's just me i'm the only mouth i have to feed so if shit goes downhill you know i'm not i don't need like a bunker or anything i'll be good with my my couple guns i got and whatever food i got in the cabinets but i can fend for myself but i i obviously everybody understands the idea and why people doomsday prep yeah
0: and and I wouldn't even like for me like I was like I need to just because I mean I don't know it's even even then though like I would have got why people doomsday I did get why people doomsday prepared back in 2019 right just because they wanted to now there's like a legitimate threat like there's a legitimate likelihood of something happening Now, I'm not saying it's going to be the end of the world or it's even going to last a year or whatever, but there's a chance that there's legitimately something. And I'm not even talking about, like, the 10 days of darkness. I get it. I'm just saying in general, like, with the way lumber has been going, with all the collapses and everything happening, it is actually a smarter choice to prepare yourself than it is to be cool and be like, no, I don't care. I'm good. Like, that to me is just ignorant, especially in this time.
1: I tell any anybody that I'm remotely close to, I tell them to stock their cabinets. All there is no reason any shelf in your kitchen should ever ever be bare. I mean, unless you're like totally broke and living living, you know, on threads, you should keep your kitchen fully stocked at all times and always be ready for the worst. Couple cases of water, a box of ammo or two, and uh, yeah, just always be ready because the what do they say the the pipeline was hacked by Russia, really? You know, you, part of you has to, part of everybody has to believe that a lot of this is just test runs to see how society will react to certain stories, to certain catastrophes, crises, crises. And uh, I think that was one of them. But um, you're right that the the idea of this threat is is more real to a lot of people than it has ever been. Um, and you got Kamala Harris going on international uh, television talking about the next war will be fought over water. Like that's fear mongering to the max. And oh I mean mean, there there are so many millions of people that just live they they live in condos and have you know such limited space. They you know every meal they they door dash and like there are so many people that just aren't prepared, they are not cut out for what could happen. I don't want to fear monger, but people really need to start rethinking their lifestyles.
0: I I completely agree. I think Joe Ingram down there said it great prepare, uh, prepared is a good solution that requires no explanation or announcement. Like, yeah. I mean the same reason why we put oil in our car, even though our car hasn't broken down, it's not, I mean, it, it's, it's preventative measures. And if you don't need something, it's not bad that you have it. Like I, I say it's same argument with guns. I mean, I, my camera's cut off, but right above me, there's quite a few things up there and I don't need them technically. Right now, I rarely even touch them. But if the time were to come, I'm glad that they're there. Same thing with water. Like if I had, like my parents were the, where they were they were doomsday preparers. Uh, y two K. If anybody yeah. old enough here, well, my parents were like we my had gallons of way. water. We had some out in our back field tied to the base of the tree. Like I'm talking about, like cans and cans. I think my mom's still eating cans of food from 2000. Like I mean, prepared. <laughs> And the thing was and I was like I was I never got it like it freaked me out as a kid. I'm like all right the world's gonna end.
1: It totally freaked you out as a kid. I was freaked yeah. out.
0: Oh man. But but it's like the computers
1: the computers are going to roll over and everything's going to collapse. Like what? I'm 10 bro, years old. What are you talking about?
0: Bro, get this though. The day we, my dad and I were shopping at Scalary, which is a, a grocery store in California on the 31st, right? We were checking out and I, I, kid, I kid you not, it was thunderstorms going on, not thunderstorms, we were in California, but like it, there was lightning, we don't really get thunder, and it was like cloudy and rain. We were in Scalaries, and the power goes out while we're at the check stand. As of, of how, I don't even know how old I was, like nine, eight, nine. Power goes out, they can't accept money at the register, so like my dad has to like pull out cash. I'm sitting there freaking out, because I'm like, why 2 k hit early. Like It was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm like, why 2 ks here, bro. We're going to die. We got to go home. We got to get people are going to try to steal our water. Freak me out. By the time we left the story, it was already back on again. But, bro, I was standing there for a saw. It felt like three days, but it's probably like three minutes. Freaking out that the world was going to end. But, again, my point with this is that preparing that didn't hurt my parents whatsoever, right? They had some extra water that they didn't need. They had some extra canned goods that they didn't need. But if something were to happen, they would have saved their family from a major hardship if they were trying to be correct or politically correct or right.
1: whatever you would call that I'm and that's not me. another thing to think about is on both sides of me i have young families so i got a young couple with two kids and then another young couple with like three kids and they're not like they're not like me they're not crazy like i am i know they're not like stocked up and ready to go for world war three if it came down to it so i'm thinking like you know yeah maybe i should have a little bit extra around for like all these kids that live in the neighborhood as well like i mean there's it's a lot to think about and it's it's really scary for kids. I mean, my father, we had like he had like boxes of like powdered milk. We he, he hooked up this uh, rain filtration system with these big the big blue 55 gallon drums.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like my, dude, my dad was a nut. And uh but we but we were ready. We were we we were ready from what I could tell. I mean I was only 10 years old, but it looked like we were ready, so
0: I'm telling you, Noah when in doubt, just Noah that just just go the way of Noah and and prepare and if the rain doesn't come, then use it as kindling. Like it's, uh, it's I it's I think one thing to kind of bring this full circle. I think one thing that has changed in the United States specifically is that people are becoming less and less worried about standing out and being different and, and being proud of it. A lot of people back in the day, they would privately do like, oh, I'm going to prepare. I'm not going to tell anybody. In, in social gatherings, they'd be like, oh, yeah, isn't that crazy? People are thinking about that. But in the garage, they had 50 gallons of water, right? Nowadays, yeah. people are like, oh, yeah, no, I'm preparing. It's fine. If you don't like it, that's fine. Like People have started to become almost okay with, with public disagreement, which is bad in some way. But I feel like it's also giving people the ability to speak freely a little bit more than, than before.
1: That's actually a really good point, and I really didn't think about that. But uh, there's something we were talking about earlier, and I wanted to bring that up: was the idea of like the individual and like you know what all these things that we consume, you know, the technology and all that stuff, is about. I, I you know, me being a conspiracy theorist, I believe there is a collective effort to kill, you know, the individualism and focus more on the collective, and uh, not that it had anything to do with what you just said, but that's what it reminded me, and I wanted to say that before we got off of here
0: yeah it's i mean i feel like collectively segregated though like they want everyone to belong like like i forgot uh, what his name said it uh ross um like tribal like tribal tendencies
1: yeah i mean we're we are we are all in this together we're all a collective but everybody stay in your houses and don't talk to each other and uh you know make sure you social distance and all of that but we're all together we're a collective yeah you know it's 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 a really weird phenomenon that uh
0: but don't voice your opinion if it's not the same as the people in charge.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we, society is so weird anymore and culture is just getting stranger by the day. So a, here's,
0: a, here's a question I got to ask this before because I'm going to forget it. Was there ever a time during this last year with this pandemic, with, with the election, anything, was there ever a time, and the election technically could be considered one, but I won't count it, that the government or leaders ever asked what the people wanted? And I'm like this isn't this isn't a loaded question. I really don't know the answer. Was there ever a time that they asked the people? Any Were they
1: where they ever said, "Hmm, let's see what the people think we should do."
0: Yeah, like let's no. take a let's take a poll. Let's take, you know, let's let's figure out something like how are like let's talk like I don't I don't think I don't know how they would do it but like I feel like there was never a time where they're like what are the people worried about? Because they already know what we're worried about, whatever they thought.
1: It's actually a, a really, really good point. I mean, and at, at, at any time, they could send out a poll. They could send out like a you know something on Twitter or anything, mm-hmm. um, you know, like uh, Kamala Harris or you know the, the White House page or whatever could post a poll on their Instagram page, and they say, you know, what are what are your biggest concerns? What do you think we should do? Like, and give people yeah. options and get like a real public opinion of what how we are know what we think is the best move moving forward but no it was always about a very small group of experts and what they think whether they be economists economists or medical experts or whatever the case may be rich (laughs) yeah or or just filthy rich there was a very very small minority of people making decisions on 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 behalf of humanity and And you're right no
0: transparency but if it was transparency then they should know that the the popular opinion would come back identical with what they were, the problem they were solving.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, rather than just locking things down, which don't get me wrong, at first probably saved a lot of lives. But I think if they would have sent out a poll after the first week and said, do you think we should keep things locked down? You would have had 300 million people saying no. Yeah. And that. Maybe that's the maybe that's uh in, in the future, that's how the government will work. I mean, I mean we're, we're, we're getting to that point. We have the technology, we have the reach to ask 300 million people at the same time.
0: That, that's and that's something that I've been thinking about lately is the fact that and the same thing. I started actually, I thought about it a while ago when we did the voting, right? Everybody thought about it when we were doing the voting, where we have all this technology. I can wire you know $89 million to freaking Bora Bora, and all they need is a social security card and a signature. And a routing number and yeah. I can send that and it'll be there in three to six days. Right. I can wire 20 grand to my friend right now, and it'll be there in two minutes. Right. And it, and it, it, it just asked me for my, for my uh, account information. So we have the ability to set up this infrastructure to actually know what the people want. Right. Which shows you that it's not the government for the people. It's the people need to do what the government says. And, and that's the thing. And I don't care what side you're on. That's the thing that gets me that gives me a ton of pause when people don't realize that you have no say in the matter. Like this is like we didn't apply for the for for to be an employee of the government. Right. We didn't apply to be reigned over by the government. We were born here with our rights in place for this very specific reason right. that the government is here to benefit us and help us thrive as American citizens yet we have all become so okay with the fact that the government is here to tell us what we can and cannot do and we're supposed to just fall in line and and not like rules not like laws like they are just going to say this is our suggestion and then we're going to place these sub like rules and laws to where we can get you in trouble for our suggestions, Like, I don't think people really realize that like this mask thing was never really placed as a law that we needed to abide by. It was like this suggestion that you could get penalized for, for not doing it. And we were like, okay.
1: Yeah. The, the whole idea of mand- mandatory suggestions was just a complete ruse, but maybe, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, it's kind of like the fine print that people don't really think about. You know, when you elect somebody to office, You know, you're electing them to, you know, decide what the bus routes are and, you know, make EPA laws and, you know, discuss trade deals with Mexico. But you also have to realize that when in this day and age, when you elect somebody, you're electing them to be the the commander in chief during what could be a global pandemic during what could be World War three. I mean, when you're electing somebody, they could be making some very huge decisions that you're not thinking about right now, but that day could come. So you need to be very careful who you decide you want
0: in, in leadership. This guy made it perfectly clear. If TV shows like American Idol can have you vote by phone, we could probably figure out a way to vote. That's simple. I just text I, <laughs> 5151 to 2387 with your vote. Obviously, it's not that simple, but there is that level of magnitude. I'm talking about all of America. Within a two-minute span, when they open up that texting window, can just spam that thing with millions of text messages, and you can vote up to fifteen times.
1: Yeah, and and they they can put those polls live on the screen and see like where like where it's yeah. at, what's winning,
0: and then bam, done, and they have the results. This is it, boom, all electronic. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah they, they they don't even take it into consideration. They don't even think about it. And uh-huh. Darlene, uh, Dar, Darlene G over here. Said that the politicians never didn't never really cared about what the people think, and that that's probably what it really boils down to.
0: Oh yeah, and and, and that's, that's why for me, I, I've I've lost I don't know if they lost faith, but I, there's very few. I don't know. I, I I'll I'll wrap this up like this. There I, I saw a picture of a man sitting on a dirt road with a table of bananas, and he was selling barely bruised bananas to just a poverty area, probably in a third world country. While he was selling those bananas to whoever was stopping by behind the table, he had a bucket and there was a book inside the bucket that he was reading until a customer showed up to buy his bananas. And while he was reading that book, he was just learning or or, or he was reading that book to just learn while doing what he needed to do to survive. So he was selling the bananas because that's what he needed to do to survive but he was there reading the book because that's what he was doing so that he could thrive. And I think that's something that we need to realize, like, yeah, the world sucks, politicians suck. We don't have the ability to control everything. So we need to do what we need to survive right now, but we also need to be educating ourselves so we can understand what we need to do to thrive down the road and become better and actually fix what's broken. But this whole sitting and waiting around for this thing to be fixed so then we can start thriving and educating ourselves, is is just gonna lead you down to the same situation that we're sitting in now, except you'll be there in ten years. So people need to stop waiting, stop being like, "Oh, this is so bad, this is so bad." We need to start doing what we need to do, survive, and educating ourselves to thrive. I didn't mean that to rhyme at all. It just happened to be. I so it sounds dumb, but sounded good. That's that's kind of where I think things should end up, because I, it comes from both sides, far left, far right. There's a plan. We're doing this. We're doing that. And I'm like,
1: Whew. it's gonna be a rude awakening. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, the reality of it is, and something we can all relate to, is that when it comes down to it, when the rubber hits the road, you need to make sure that you have your ducks in a row. You need to be looking out for yourself and your loved ones, and uh, not worrying about, you know, not not necessarily not concerning yourself, but not worrying about and not, you know, spending all your time and resources being involved in things that are out of your control and the thing about americans is that we have it so good here we are so wildly spoiled that we don't even realize we take for granted every day how good we have it and it being memorial day weekend there is a a certain group of people we can largely thank for those opportunities and and the privilege we have here as americans and those are our veterans our armed forces and anybody who served in the military anybody who's ever gone to work not knowing that they may return home that day
0: absolutely because somebody's got to do it and and we all benefit from it and with that perfect segue we are actually raising money for homes for our troops as you can see below on the screen we created a specific t-shirt for this event If you guys want to go to the link that's below the video on YouTube or the link in my bio on TikTok or on Facebook, Uh, there's no link there because I don't use Facebook. Facebook, Um, You can go over to YouTube or over to TikTok or over to Instagram to click the link and buy a shirt for $5, $4.50. That is donated to Homes for Our Troops. Um, And so far, that campaign has been going really well. And I cannot wait to donate all the money. I'm going to make a video so that all you guys can see what you contributed to. but, man, what, what, do you, what do you want to say here, Ben, to, to, wrap, to wrap this up?
1: Uh, just to reiterate, $5 t-shirts, $4.50 of every single t-shirt goes to homes for our troops. It being Memorial Day. Click that link, guys. Let's go. But on that note, it is Memorial, Memorial Day weekend. We have a three-day weekend. And as everybody knows, it's because of our armed forces, our military. I know they've got a lot of hate in the past several years not from us but from other people who disagree with us and that's okay but uh if you see a serviceman you see anybody who's in the military your loved ones your family thank them for us on behalf of john Dawson and blue collar ben and uh just make sure you guys are safe this weekend eat a burger for us drink a beer be safe and have a good time and always uh remember to remember to uh Stay patriotic,
0: guys. (laughs) Stay stay patriotic (laughs) and stay safe. (laughs) I was on a roller for
1: a second, then I blew it at the end.
0: That was so good, man. You're on fire. I appreciate y'all much love. Um, You guys have a good one, and we will see you next week at 8 p.m. Central time. Have a good one. Adios.
1: See you, brother.